Radio for Catholic Life. And we are back here at Braxton Catholic. Patrick Conley, glad to be with you again, along with Cammie Rithum, our producer, Paul Sodic, our technical producer, coming to you from the Relevant Radio 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. Well, as I'm fond of saying, my future feast day is coming up. While many of us rightly cling to our hope of heaven, we don't necessarily have thoughts of undergoing the canonization process. So guess when our feast day will be? Yes, that's right. November 1st, All Saints Day. But let's go deeper into the solemnity to help us along. Father Michael Van Sloan, pastor of St. Bartholomew in Wyzetta, is with us. Father, welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much for having me, Patrick. I really appreciate it. It's great to have you back. Thank you so much. Uh, So you always have some great words of wisdom for us, and today we want to look at All Saints Day. And it often, I mean, this we focused on this a little bit in last week's show, but we, it often gets overshadowed by Halloween, um, which last year you talked about. But what exactly is All Saints Day, and why is it celebrated? Well, All Saints Day is a, a great day to celebrate. I mean, in, in the early church, it celebrated the martyrs. Mm. And after the persecutions were over, it celebrated everyone who lived a good and holy life. And so the church lifts up the saints and says, look at these holy people. They were able, actually to take the commands of Jesus and the gospel and to put them into practice in their daily life. And so what we want to do is, when we look at those saints, we want to say, you know something? If they could do it, I can do it. They can live a good and holy life. I can live a good and holy life. We believe that they've gone to heaven, and that is my hope, that in the future I'll be able to join them in heaven. You know, we talk about two communion of saints. We have the communion of saints of the living and the communion of saints of the faithful departed. So we here on earth are connected to the saints in heaven because we have those two communion of saints that are that are bonded together. Mm, okay. All right. Well, that's I mean, that's that's helpful, but let's let's dig into a little bit more. What is the relationship between the church triumphant and the church militant, those in heaven and those who uh, the rest of us who are on earth and not not to leave out of course the church uh suffering, the church penitential in purgatory as well? Um, why, why are these things in the, in the mind of God and in the, in the reality of the church, why are, why are these elements of the church so important and integral one to another? Well, I mean, it, the fact that we are all united in Christ, whether we're living or whether they've passed away, I mean, that union just means so much in, in terms of, uh, you know, strengthening our faith. We believe that they are around God's throne, the angels and saints singing God's praises forever. And, you know, so sometimes the Protestants say that we Catholics, that we pray to the saints. Well, no, we pray through the saints. And we pray through the saints that they would intercede for us and on behalf of us to God in heaven. And, you know, I mean, (laughs) we're sinners on earth. And so, I mean, it's it's like a little kid that gets in trouble. You know, you're in trouble with dad. You go, hey, mom, would you talk to dad for me about this? (laughs) You know, and so uh, mom goes to dad and, and mom intercedes for you. And then you can maybe get what you were hoping for, even though that dad might not. I, we don't want to say that God is not positively disposed to us. That's one of the problems with the parallel. Mm. But the, the good side of the parallel is that they, because they have God's favor and that they're in heaven already, they have quick access to God and God um, looks on them in a kindly way and is prone to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I mean, coming from a Protestant background myself and also with uh, numerous Protestant friends that I still have as we're discussing some of these things, what I have noticed is that there is, uh, from from a more Protestant mindset, oftentimes there is a, a, a not just a, a veil, a thick veil, but almost a wall between us and those who have gone before. And in Catholicism, our understanding is that that veil is very thin indeed. In fact, 
I mean, obviously with apparitions, we that veil is all but taken away. Um, but yet, even in the here and now, right at this moment, uh, that I can be in conversation with those who have gone before. And to me, I mean, that seems to be a tremendous boost to not only my own faith, but also the my understanding of the necessity of the communion of all, because that is that is so part and parcel. So it kind of steals away this entire idea or understanding of it's just me and God kind of, you know, that sort of thing. But it's salvation, the life, the new life that Christ has come to bring is a communal life, right? Don't you don't you feel that um, kind of presence for yourself when you're um, like in prayer with and about the saints? Yeah. So, like, um, we we talk a lot about canonized saints, and so you got Saint Francis of Assisi and Saint Clare and Benedict and Scholastic and all of those. But I, if you were to ask the average person, they would say that they know a non-canonized saint. Yeah. So, for yep. example, my mother or my dad. Right. I mean, they've both passed on. Very good and holy people. I believe that they're in heaven. Do I converse with them? I do. Yeah. Do I feel that they're present to me? I do, constantly. Mm. So when you speak about the thin veil, I think the veil is thin indeed. They are with us and our companions. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that's... Uh, it- I, it's kind of, it just came to me as a revelation. I, I, I was a, a bit long-winded there before, but so forgive me for that. But um, no. yeah, it was it was a wonderful kind of revelation of this uh, this tie-in with all who've gone before, marked with the seal of faith. Right. So wonderful, wonderful idea. So let's get down to the kind of more practical matters, Father. So what's a good way that we as practicing Catholics can honor the saints? Yes, especially on All Saints Day, but on and throughout our our lives, day to day lives. Well, one of the things that I love to do is that in the liturgical calendar, I mean, we have saints that are um, interspersed throughout the year. Sure. And so, celebrating the lives of those saints, whether you go to daily mass, whether you have a book that has like the lives of the saints, you know, like uh, th- there's just so many uh, different books that will take you day by day through the liturgical year and give you a short synopsis of that parent's life. Um, I've got uh, Butler's Lives of the Saints. I mean, it's 12 volumes. <laughs> it gives you saint after saint after saint, not only the main saint for the day, but like three, four, five other saints for the day. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is that we would be inspired by their life to live a better holy life. And one of the things that I love doing on All Saints Day, you know, so uh, both of the parishes that I was at, St. Stephen's in Anoka and St. Bartholomew's have schools. Mm-hmm. And so on All Saints Day, we would always have a half a dozen, ten kids dress up as saints. Yeah. It was, it was terrific. You know, and so then instead of me preaching a homily, we'd call these kids up all in their, in their little costumes and whatever, and they would describe the life of that saint. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I thought was really terrific about it is that sometimes the moms and dads don't know very much about the saints, and you can't go to the store and buy a costume. For a saint. So mom and dad, <laughs> True mom enough. And dad, it's a family project to make the costume. Mm-hmm. And so as they do that, mom and dad and the child are discussing that saint. So they're all learning about the saint together. And then the child gets up and tells the story before their own class. Then they get up and tell it in church. I mean, I have had students from 20 years ago 
that will come back and say, Father, I remember the day on November 1st when I dressed up as Saint so-and-so, and they can tell you the story. It's implanted in their memory forever. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that familiarity can only go to can only serve to deepen a child's and then onward into an adolescence uh, and a young adults and an adults growing faith, certainly as they for can... sure. And, you know, the moms and dads, when they come to the mass, mm-hmm. they are so proud of their kids. Right. Right. As as they are learning about their faith, it, it's really it's a remarkable thing. It is. It, it very much is. And I've got to say, too, I've had I, I would say I've had a priv- the privilege as a convert of of coming into friendship with many different saints. My wife and I have uh, our own personal litany of, you know, of saints, you know, that we go to saints. But I'm wondering, I'm curious about your your litany, Father. What, do you have go to saints that uh, that frequently appear in your in your life of faith? Do I ever? Okay. So I was born on June 13th. Okay. It's the feast of St. Anthony of Padua. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my mom wanted to name me Anthony. My dad wanted to name me Michael, so I ended up being <laughs> Michael Anthony. <laughs> Michael Anthony, very good, yep. But, you know, the fact that um, St. Anthony, you know, he, he was born in Lisbon, ended up in Padua, went and saw St. Francis, had a great conviction. But before he became a famous saint, he was just a minister to a group of people in a secluded area, and they had him say Mass in the morning, and then they didn't have anything else for him to do. Mm-hmm. And so he would spend a large portion of the day studying Scripture, and I love Scripture. Mm-hmm. And it enabled him to be a great preacher, and hopefully I can take my gifts and preach as well as I can. You know, and he really was quite prophetic. So St. Anthony of Padua has always been one of my favorites. Uh, my mom had a great devotion to St. Francis of Assisi because she went to St. Francis High School in Little Falls. And I have a couple of um, aunts who are Franciscan nuns. And then I've worked with a number of Franciscans over the years. My mother had a great devotion to St. Maximilian Colby. Mm. So I have a little chapel in my house. Mm-hmm. And I have those th- three saints, St. Francis of Assisi, yep. St. Anthony of Padua, and St. Maximilian Colby in a together picture, like a triptych nice. uh, on the wall to honor those three. Yeah, yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what, I mean... That's one of the things that, again, I've, I've really enjoyed about uh, entering into friendship with a number of saints is is um, developing this, developing this relationship with these men and women who have gone before, learning about them and uh, asking their intercession on our behalf. Wow. For sure. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's a great solemnity. Of course, the uh, I'm guessing all our listeners, because they're very astute, Father, they, they know that the obligation uh, is uh, transferred to the Sunday before the day before uh, this year or so. Um, don't need to get to Mass on Monday, but certainly are encouraged to get to Mass on Monday to honor the saints as well. And, uh, yep, not a lot of time left in our in our time here, but um, wondering if you might, um, well, we're going to go for the trifecta here. We had Bishop Cousins on first, who gave us a blessing. We just had Father Kyle Kowalczyk on, but we'll have you give us your blessing too, maybe invoking a few of your saints, uh, maybe St. Anthony, St. Francis, and St. Maximilian there, if you would, please, Father. Okay. So, Almighty God, on this great day, we praise you for your saints and for the goodness that they were and their faith in serving you. And may their faith inspire our own faith so that we would be disciples that are pleasing in your sight and carrying out your will so that one day we may join those saints in heaven with eternal glory to be with you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Father. I appreciate your wisdom and insight on All Saints Day. May you have a blessed solemnity yourself. Enjoy and celebrate, and we'll do the same. Thanks, Father. You bet. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. Well, lots of good things to look forward to uh, as All Saints Day nears, and we are so close right now. So, yes, always remember that that's what this time of year is is honoring um, in the midst of the well, the pervasiveness of Halloween and uh that's not really Halloween, but uh, yeah. So anyway, um, do set aside some time to honor the saints this All Saints Day. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, Paul and I will have all sorts of upcoming events that will help you on your path to sainthood. So stay tuned. Stay tuned.